We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. It's time, America, for the number one conservative common sense podcast that's calling out all the social justice, political correctness crap, and putting it on the run. Do you think you can handle it? So hop in and buckle up and get ready to ride with two straight-shooting, tell-it-like-it-is ex-street cops. And they know how to party with few inhibitions. As they give the special interest and weak-kneed politicians a swift kick in the ass. Wow, is that legal? With some good old-fashioned common sense. Bring it on, baby. It's Cop Talk USA <laughs> with your hosts, Marillo and French. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Cop Talk USA, our inaugural show, if you will. I'm Roger French. I'm here with my good friend and uh, ex-partner, Dave Marillo. Dave, how are you doing today? I'm good, Roger. How about you? I, uh... I was any better. I'd be a lot better if my Cyclones would have won yesterday. Well, you know, uh, I think I think they're going to get their stride. I think they're going to be fine. I think they're just working a few bugs out. They'll, my, be, they'll be okay. And my Bears took it down. They got well, they got dinged last night. That's going to happen with Bears. The Chicago yeah. Bears. That that's their motto. We lose, but well, you know, but your Cyclones now. Matt Campbell's a good guy. I expect big things out of him. I know he does out of his players. I know that whole organization. They're going to get it right. You so. know, I I love that team, and I'm going to tell you. I don't know if you saw this, but. A year or two ago, uh, when we lost those two officers that got shot uh-huh. uh, in Des Moines, they were ambushed. It was real bad. Oh, yeah. And everybody remembers that. Matt came out, and they came down, and and, and uh, they uh, were at the police department. They put stickers on their helmets, support law. They put both Urbandale and Des Moines stickers on the back of their helmets. Yep. I remember uh, that. The good friends of law enforcement. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. good friends. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, as, as was your late father, huge booster, supporter of Iowa State Uni- University, the late Rod French. You just wouldn't find better people than him. Yeah, I, I, he just needed to support me a little better. <laughs> a little better well, deal. You know, yeah. you know I, it, it was a big sports weekend, and it's great. Uh, it's supposed to be fall weather, and we're still in the summer heat. But, uh, you know, one thing kind of stuck out to me uh, over the weekend, and as I watched sports and I went to the game up at Iowa State, I was wondering, you know, uh, are BLM uh, people and the Antifa people who are – out, uh, you know, we're out all last summer blocking roads and doing things. Uh-huh. Funny, I didn't see any of that going on at the ball no, stadiums. No, I did, well. they, they didn't block any of the the coolers and the and the yeah. you know the guys pulling their their cookers out the, the motorhomes. I didn't see any of that. And you probably won't because at those venues, uh, those venues are reserved for patriots, high quality people who've got money, who, not, who aren't afraid to spend money to have a good time, who support our universities. So I would I would say the chances of seeing those folks there are pretty slim. Well, I don't. I think the other thing is, um, I think it's the same reason um, you don't see them at union halls or anyplace else. They're not blocking a union hall. They're not blocking. No. They're not going to Heinz Field in in uh, uh, over there in in Pittsburgh and blocking those 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 boys because. You know, it's football, and they'll yeah. tune them up. Yeah, they, there won't no, be. Any, it's kind of like when they go up to, uh, uh, what is that, Sturgis? Sturgis, yeah. Yeah, they, they I didn't go. see many of those guys up there no, either. No, I'd like to see Antifa and BLM go up to Sturgis and start a bunch. Two, two years ago, they did. They, they sent about six up, and they had to have a police yeah, escort to yeah. get them out. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. I mean, they're all hiding in their basement. And, you know, uh, everybody says the college kids are involved. Those college kids, the educated college kids up there aren't doing. The kids that are doing are the ones sitting in their basements at home, not working, looking for trouble. And and like I said, they go up there. You won't need the police to go break them up. 
because I, the, I the fans sense, will take care of that. Correct. I, I sense a huge wave of shifting dynamics here in this country. Since we've got oh, old uh, you know, brain-dead Joe uh, in the Oval Office who's faltering badly, uh, he's showing the nation that he's not capable of uh, running this country. And anybody who thinks he can is only BS in themselves. So I think the momentum has shifted. I think a lot of folks who might have voted for him now, they've got buyer's remorse, and you just won't see oh, a uh, whole lot of support for him from here on out. I, I think you got to, you know, this is a guy who supports the idea that there's uh, systemic, uh, I got to say, systemic racism out here. He's flying the BLM flag at, uh, at some of our embassies. I mean, come on, buddy. Yeah, well, he's come a, on. What he what he and his minions are, and as a, I'm a Hispanic, I'm Mexican. What what they are, they're panderers. They have pirated people's ethnicity in this country, and they use it for political purposes. They proclaim and profess that they're the ones out there looking out for folks of color. They're looking out for themselves and using our permanent hands to further their cause. Oh, I don't I, don't kid yourself. That's I, what I, all I think about. I think that's that's gone on. I think though quite a bit. Yeah. One of the things that I want to talk about, uh, you know, it's, again, I go back to the theme of sports this weekend. But before I do that, before I do that. I want to talk a little bit about because we're a brand new show, and you know some people might be listening and not knowing who we are or what we're yeah. about or what how the show is going to go. Um, myself, I've got some limited law enforcement. I was your partner. I was I was down there. I, I worked as a cadet. And I was a police officer there for about four years. Correct, uh, Dave. You've got a lot more experience than I do. Uh, I left to get in the business and yeah, family back business. In, back in the family um, business. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your experience. Okay. Well, my name's Dave Marillo, and I'm a retired sergeant with the Des Moines Police Department. Did 34 and a half years there. Worked patrol, worked in the detective bureau, crime analysis. I also ran the police union, and I ran the police protective and benevolent association. I ran the union for six years and the PBA for 15. I've also held elected office. I was a city council member in the Norwalk City Council, and I've been involved in politics, too. So you, you've, you've got quite extensive background, yeah, uh, not to mention bit. the one big thing that you did was was uh, you were head of the cheer and, and glee club at Valley High School. Okay? <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know, at least I wasn't the Donny Osmond <laughs> fan club president <laughs> yeah. like you, French. And, and anybody who listens to this knows you get a couple ex-police partners together, yeah. and we're going light on each other yeah. because we're on air. Just don't break out into a verse of Rock and Robin, uh, Roger. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, we've got a lot of experience and have a lot of fun, and we'll have a lot of fun on this program. Yeah. But one of the things that we will do, so everybody knows, is is our jobs to kind of call out the 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 silliness that's out there, the politicians who aren't using common sense. You know, one thing is we're ex police officers, uh, but we're we're citizens and we're taxpayers, and uh, the things that we see going on today out there are uh, concerning, uh, and uh, the non support for law enforcement and. I think ninety nine percent of the people out there support law enforcement. They want they want law and order in their in their uh, uh, neighborhoods, and I think that they uh, uh, want support for their police officers. Well, what I learned in twenty one years of radio experience, uh, and I just left a big station here in town uh, in Des Moines WHO Radio last year. Uh, I'm glad to cap off my radio career. Still, I'll still come in there occasionally. I learned that people love to hear from their police officers. Mm -hmm. They don't want to hear these blowhard city managers and mayors, these woke, wokeists. They don't want to hear the council members who are selling political correctness. They want to hear the facts. They want to hear the true story. There's an insatiable appetite amongst 
our listening audience, the public, to hear the facts. How do the cops feel about this? You know, police chiefs, they work for their city manager or mayor or their council members, all of the above, and they can't say some of the things that you and I can say. So we're going to be, amongst a lot of things, we're going to be the mouthpiece for street cops across this country. We'll tell you what's happening, and we'll tell you what you need to know. And we'll call out the, we'll tell you the truth. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're not going to hear a candied, uh, uh, coded version of uh, George Floyd the hero. We're going to tell you exactly who he is and what, he, what yeah, he's the, about. The, the mainstream media that right kind of now thing. is filtering everything that you hear or see, is filtering everything that you hear and see. And it drives me absolutely bonkers that we're fed this diet of BS. Well, it, it, it just, um, you know, we're going to say that. And, uh, we're not going to candy coat it. Like I said, we're a little rude, maybe a little crude. We yeah, have fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you're going to hear it like you were sitting in the back seat of our squad car and we were talking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, well, not quite, but close. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not quite. Until yeah. well, we get yeah. to the jail and have to take yeah, in. No. You know, uh, things, well, things have changed. There's a lot of good, good things that have changed out there, but there's, there's some things that aren't so good. And- the technology has changed for the better in, in the police profession. Okay. Their patrol cars are much more durable and, and subject to longevity, but the morale of this nation's police profession sucks right now. Well, and police chiefs don't want, they can't tell you this, but the officers, given the fact they've been vehemently attacked over the last year and a half, defunded, called racist, and you name it, their, their morale's in the gutter, folks. Well, it's it's it, they got they're, they're going to have a recruiting problem if they don't already. They do already, you know, have, and, big, and it's going to be a challenge. And you know, from a taxpayer standpoint, you don't want your police department like that. You want them to be positive. You want them, uh, you know, not afraid to be aggressive. I want them out in my streets patrolling. If they see something, I want them to stop them. Yeah, and yeah. I support them one hundred percent. So, anyway, uh, I'm going to get back to something I saw, and I want to talk about this a little bit. Okay. I saw this about a week ago. And I was watching Real Sports, and it was with Brian Gumble. And now he's not a big, uh, you know, he's a oh, there's there's a problem out there. Police is a racist kind of guy. But he, they did a a show uh, on uh, police departments, and uh, I've got us, I've got some information here, and uh, a kind of a new thing that's going on out there. Uh, the folks who designed or, or came up with or started MMA fighting. Uh-huh. You know, martial arts. You see that it's it's yeah. brutal. Yeah, it's people yeah. are beat. Well, the folks that originally started that came up with a. Uh, uh, it wasn't that. It was more uh, grappling, and it's called uh, 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 BJJ, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and that's about holds, not striking. It's about grappling and submission holds. And what they're doing is they're saying, look, we think the police departments out there need to train their people, and this falls in line with your your funding. Don't defund the police, put more funding in. But they're, what they're promoting is to train the officers more uh, along the lines of, of confrontation and submissions and wrestling and compliance. Uh, because right now, officers, and you're aware of this, they go out and they train they, with their guns a lot. Yeah. They go out and they shoot. Yeah. Well, you, know, you, you qualify twice a year. You do that. But they really there's no qualifications for, for how do I handle, uh, how do I get a... a, a subject to comply and what they're doing is they're training and showing and they're having some pretty good luck with this uh and the other thing is it's it it optics are very good it's not a striking with the cameras out there today everybody's filming stuff 
you don't get into this, but, but I, I think it's a, a, a unique thing. You know, officers use their guns. You'll know this. They, they use their guns far less. They're a lot more likely to have to wrestle or fight somebody yeah. than they are to. Well, you don't want to, you know, if, if at all possible, you don't want to wrestle with a combatant as an assailant of, as an officer, because you're always worried about your yeah. gun being. Well, this this is a this is a compliance thing. It's very it's very. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Here, here's what I noticed over my 34 plus year career, mm-hmm. is that unfortunately, too many officers don't know how to street fight. Okay, and sometimes you have to do that, and sometimes it's not pretty. But you know, I didn't use my sap or my flashlight much. I used my gloved fist to yeah. knock people down. Well, we've kind of transitioned. We've gone from that. Then they went to mace. Then yeah. they went to PR twenty fours. Then they got them to tasers. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think what needs to happen is it, we need to fund those police officers. We need to give them training. You know, you train a, a police officer like you do an athlete. An athlete trains for physical confrontation five days a week. He's out there. He's training. He's practicing. Um, our officers don't. I'd like to see them. And, and this is what they kind of uh, insinuate is that these officers need a little more training. Maybe uh, physical training. Maybe hand-to-hand, uh, maybe this MMA, uh, this grappling, something uh, towards and it goes away from the defund. Let's refund. Not only do that, let's give them equipment they can use. You know, we talk about the George Floyd thing. Uh, it, I, uh, you've heard me say this. If those officers would have had a van, would have had a wagon, to put him in versus trying to cram him in the back of that small car, well, that whole thing was mishandled. Yeah, uh, we've talked about it. But it, but it's equipment issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Um, uh, you know, with respect to the George Floyd issue that became a national, you know, hot button topic. You know, those cops cops need to police each other, and somebody should have pulled that officer off that guy's neck. Okay. Yeah. Long before it got to the stage it was at. Yeah. And had I been there as a street sergeant supervisor. I'd have ordered that guy, the officer, immediately off that guy's neck. Yeah, well, you know? they should have they they hog-tied him. They, they hog-tied him, came, yeah. put him in the wagon, take him away. Yeah. And then, then, you know, they're, they're inexperienced. So there were some inexperienced officers there who set up a security perimeter to make sure that nobody bothered the guy with his knee on this guy's neck. It was just a cluster. And but, that, but that I thing here, that was horrible for the – because every, every left-wing nut job, radical, progressive, attacked – uh, the police profession because of Floyd and then the, the politicians who are looking for brownie points, they got involved and they started supporting this defund cops movement. That whole thing just turned into one giant domino shit. Show. Well, and because of the way they handled the, that, the, you know, the, they cost millions of dollars in taxpayers in businesses. Oh, the, the, the I mean, businesses being burned. Uh, and we'll, and we'll, we're going to address a little bit of this later in the program yeah. about accountability for these criminals. Well, the and lack of prosecution, Roger, it's still going on. Yeah. And know? so so we've got a whole segment on oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as a, as what the listeners will hear from us is we've got some segments, and I think we've got a segment coming up right now I think you'll like. And now it's time for... Assets of the Week. It's time. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. He's a real asshole. Well, there you go. <laughs> this is our first segment. Oh, we love man, it. I love yeah. it. David, let's hear it. Okay. Who's your first ass oh, hat of the first, week? First, at, first honorary ass hat of the week goes to the United States Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken. You guys heard about Anthony Blinken? He's a piece of work. He, he is quoted here recently as saying that the Taliban 
have challenging reputations. And oh, they're challenging cha- all right. Oh, yeah, they'll challenge you. They'll cut your head off. You know, they, they're, they're terrorists, but he uses this politically correct jargon so he doesn't uh, appear to be insensitive to terrorists. Well, what in the hell, people? Do you put up with that crap from well, this Joker? He's a, he, he's also deeply embedded in government contracts. He he's tied in with all sorts of consulting firms. He's been formerly uh, acknowledged with and worked for Barack Obama and Hildo Clinton. You know, Hildo. Little Hildo. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, first off, how can he even talk that way when you've got a group that? murdered, fought soldiers, killed American soldiers, yeah. and now you're trying to soften it up for them? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's like, know. I mean, oh, well, I, people, I, there's, this, this is just another piece of the pie that is so screwed up in this country that anybody would have to talk like that when they're talking about assholes. Yeah. That's what they are. Well, I, he, he's... Uh, you know that whole administration falls oh. falls in along that lines, and we we know that. Well, I've got one, but it's a little closer to home, uh. and it's a little dated. But uh, of course, I I've got to give it to our Beetlejuice mayor over there in Chicago. <laughs> you know, mayor yeah. mayor Dipstick over yeah, there, Lori. who, who uh, Lori decided it would be smart to make officers uh, call in before they get in pursuit. Foot yeah. pursuits. Now, yeah. I'm not talking about car chase. Yeah. Foot pursuits. So, yeah. can you imagine uh, if your wife is out at the mall and somebody knocks her down, grabs her purse, takes off running, a policeman's sitting there, and he's got to, before he can chase, he's got to get on his radio and call and ask for, uh, to see if it's okay for him to foot pursue. Yeah. Now, yeah. how much time do you think that's going to take? Yeah. And I and I haven't heard yet how many people they've, they've caught, but I imagine it's like zero. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, talk about making officers not want to go do something. Did you hear Mayor Beetlejuice talk about uh, the latest uh, weekend's shooting statistics in Chicago? Oh, no. I got, these got to be stellar. Oh, yeah. Six people shot and killed and 47 others shot. Okay. That's what happened in Chicago over the weekend under her lackluster leadership. But it's but it Dave, it's the guns. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. we got to get the guns off the street, you know. Yeah. I used that same uh, excuse yeah, yeah. when I was in high school yeah. or uh, when I failed the test it was the pencils. Yeah. The, the pencils is the yeah. reason I failed yeah. the test. You know, the, 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 the gun the gun thing, you know. I was telling somebody the other day, you know, if you if you're one of these yo-yos who believes that uh, all this crime is due to too many guns, then you're part of the problem, not the solution. And don't you think that police officers would be standing next to these anti-gun types cheering on their cause? Because about 50 to 60 of us are shot and killed in the line of duty every every year. No, it's it's pukes using guns that kill people. I, I, I conducted an experiment here the other day, Rod. You all right, this all right. I own a bunch of handguns for my police career. Right. I placed one on the counter. Boy, it didn't move. Didn't go anywhere. Didn't kill anybody. Didn't shoot you? Not, nothing happened. So I put two handguns on my counter at home. Came back an hour later expecting something. They had to go do something bad, okay? Right. Finally, up to four guns on my counter, and nothing happened. You know why? Because I didn't pick one of them up and go commit a crime. That's how guns kill. Well, you know, and the other problem they got along with her, and I guess uh, Kim Fox over there, the district attorney, certainly could, uh, that could be a dual award for her because she's putting people out in the street on no bond. And these people are, they get arrested, they get right back out. Guess what? They're doing more crime. And and, and some of it's more vicious. They're getting homicides out of these people. I mean, that is why it's so important for people today to get involved in their local elections, whether it be 
uh, a county attorney, whether it be school board, whether it be a, a city, city council. council. You know, we you saw that at what happened, how that worked in Minneapolis. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that city council talk about. They're lucky that they can't be held accountable. You know, you, you bring up a great point, Raj, and that is we can all bitch and moan and gripe and complain about our socially screwed up country, but you got to give credit to these radical progressive liberals. They knew how to methodically take control of our country, and they did it. They've done it. They own the media. They own education. They own a lot of sports teams now. They're, they're making inroads into big business. And if you don't agree with them, you're a racist, a sexist, a misogynist, a deplorable. They got it all figured out. And you know why they've got it all figured out for now? Because we all sat on our lazy asses and let them. Well, I got to agree with that. You know, we you, you get lulled to sleep and all of a sudden, next thing you know, your kids are being taught something in school they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. You're getting a county attorney who's who's turning people loose criminals when when they, they steal something from you or assault you, and you're going, why? how is this person out on the street? Well, because you let somebody get elected who put them out in the street. Yeah, the policies. Who the, who the, cops, the cops don't even like. No, and, and we're we are all collectively done this too. You know, we all, we all have a lot of collective blame here. We'll talk about that a lot on this podcast. We elect people, and then we lose track of what they're doing. They're, yeah, yeah, exactly. Both sides out. Do you have any idea what uh, Joni Ernst did this Last week? I don't, I don't know. Can you call Joan Ernst? No. I, I can't call Tom Vilsack, the Secretary of Agriculture. I wouldn't know how to get a hold. I don't know what he's doing. But they're taking you know mega billions of our tax dollars and spending it in ways they see fit, making policy and procedures. You know, Most people have no idea who their representatives are in their respective state legislature. Well, you know, it's, it's such a such a deal. So we'll, we'll get into this, the accountability thing. Yeah. I'm thinking that... Uh, uh, we need to get these people some kind of award then send to them. I'm, uh, I'm thinking we stop by that one of those special shops. And oh, get, yeah. And yeah. Get them something, yeah. you know, one of the long yeah, rubber yeah, things, the rubber put their stuff. name on yeah, it and yeah. send it to them. Yeah, because they've earned it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that, that, that would be right. Yeah. And, uh, let yeah, them know yeah. that we're thinking about yeah. them. We're watching. But, you know, in, in on this program, I think you'll find us as it progresses. We'll try to keep our eye out and call out some of those things. You know, they hide a lot of that stuff in bills and stuff, but we're going to try to try to do that and and we're gonna rely on a lot of our, our friends in law enforcement our chiefs to fill us in on what's going on uh, you got a city council person over there proposing something stupid let us know because we're gonna yeah. call them out we, we if it, we're heading towards eventually being the mouthpiece for people who can't voice their opinions without fear of losing their jobs or without fear of political repercussions at some at, here in the near future, you give old Raj and Dave a call, and we'll 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 put your you know elected officials, appointed officials, on notice if they deserve to be put on the old grill. Well, that's exactly right. We will uh, uh, tell us now. One of the things I want to tell folks is if you want to get a hold of us, there's a real easy way to do it because we love uh, we love fan mail, and uh, especially if you want to send checks, send them to me. If you want to send anthrax yeah. or bombs, yeah. send them to Dave. Uh, <laughs> you know, we do that. Uh, you can go right to get, our. Do you get mail at the home, Roger? Uh, no, I don't. Thank you. <laughs> it goes to the bomb squad. And they sift through it. Uh, you can you can get a hold of us by going on our website, uh, coptalk.com, us or coptalkusa.com. I'm sorry, and uh, there's a link there, and and uh, you can 
You can email, shoot us an email, let us know uh, what you think, uh, good or bad. We love it both ways. Yeah, we, I want to hear from everybody. No, I don't want to hear, you know, from just a certain faction. I want to, I want to hear from everybody. You know, your opinions have value to us, whether we we agree with them or not. And we're going to let you voice your opinions without attacking you. That's right. And and of course, we do have a one eight hundred number. You can call, and if uh, that suits you better, one eight hundred four three one seventy seventy four. One eight hundred four three one seventy seventy four. That's a recorded line. We get it. And uh, you talk to us. Leave it. Shoot us an email or leave us a call. And you know what? We'll bring it up in the next uh, recording. Yeah, absolutely. Our this show goes out every week. Uh, it's up on Wednesdays. So uh, tune in anytime. You can log on and listen to it anytime you want. Just click on the button, and we'll archive. Um, other uh, shows so you can yep. listen to it as we go. Um, so anyway, uh, one of the things of the other things that we kind of talk about here is uh, holding these folks accountable. And I don't think we do about it. We've talked a little bit about this. And I, it was kind of funny, Dave. This weekend I was uh, with some people at the football game. And uh, it, the issue came up. And I said, you know, what these cities need to do, and this is from a taxpayer standpoint, really more, is they need to hold these criminals accountable. When these people go burn a squad car, or they break a window, or they this this BLM people, the Antifa folks, go cause uh, you know five thousand dollars of overtime, the cities need to go after them financially and civilly. And I I had a guy up there. He wanted to argue with me about it. He said, oh, that'd just be a frivolous lawsuit. I said, you know, it's frivolous. It's not doing anything and let give these guys a green flag to sue us. Yeah. Well, you know, and be creative. Okay. You know what really hurts people who are engaged in civil unrest and civil disobedience? You know, most of them ain't got a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. So the financial piece, you can do it, file a lien against them or whatever, garnish their wages. You know, but most of them don't work. But what you, where you can hurt them is go after their driver's license. Yeah. Go after their cell phones. Right. Go after their social media sites. You notice, you know, all these pukes who are out stirring it up and burning and rioting and creating mayhem, they all are glued to their cell phones. Well, if the cell phone, if you legislate to where that requires cell phone companies to turn these people's phones off, you basically neuter them. Well, if you, you know, and like I said, my, my thought process is going after them financially. Um, if you can get judgments against these, there's companies that will take this over. But the, the cities need to hire a, a legal department who puts these folks on the run. When you're in the offense, that puts them on the defense. When you don't do anything, then they will get attorneys. Next thing they know, they're suing you. And then you're worried about what's the public going to do? A lot of a lot of decisions are made to award money to these people. And one of them that pops into my mind, makes me sick, is that officer uh, who was getting run over by a guy in Cedar Rapids. They, they go, they're driving the car over this guy. He pulls out a service robot to save his life. He shoots this guy through the car. He paralyzes him. Okay, no big deal to me. I think that uh, too bad he didn't kill him, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah. And uh, what they do? They awarded the the guy that got paralyzed six million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that yeah. is so wrong. That's you, you know why? Because they were scared about losing in court. Well, let me tell you something. If you if you are proactive, if you're getting out and you're putting that that information out to the public, you're using people like us to tell the story and get out there and tell the public. You know, yeah, you're going to lose a couple of those, but you're going to win more of them, and you're going to stop what's going on. Well, yeah, and, and here, here's what a lot of city officials, government officials, you know, how they view that. It's not their money they're giving away. Yeah. Either their insurance companies. It's yours or mine. It's, it's, my, it's or ours. My, our collective tax dollars or the, their insurance carrier is going to pay for this. And then their insurance. What happens um, in my hometown, Norwalk, for example, 
Okay. Years ago, people's basements flooded. Right. And the reason that flooded was they didn't have proper maintenance on the sanitary mm-hmm. sewer systems in my town. Well, the insurance company of the city of Norwalk paid huge settlements for damage to people. So then they canceled them. Yeah. But that that's that's what happens when you don't do the right thing. Well, you know, so many times these cities, what they want to do is they want to they, 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 they want to pay that money out, and then they're, then they're crying that they're short money. So what do they do? Oh, let's go after pensions. Let's, let's cut back the pension. Let's cut back the benefits of the officers. No, no. Go out and be aggressive about and, and go after people. Don't let, let people tear your stuff up, let you run up hours and hours of overtime. You know, BLM has millions and millions of dollars. Why somebody hasn't sued that organization or sued the people funding them? Because we know yeah. from intelligence these people just weren't out there. There were people funding them, uh, you know, our – our wonderful uh, vice president wasn't she providing bail money yeah, uh, yeah. for them up in Minneapolis? Yeah, yeah she's a dandy. I mean, yeah. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, you know, and, and speaking of her, you know, I'm, I remind everybody that she was polling so low in the Democratic primary that she dropped out. Now she's our VP. Well, isn't that a damn? What's scary is he might not. <laughs> you know, it, it, we got to get back to having real politicians in there. And, and uh, if it's not Donald Trump, it's somebody, uh, you know, real politicians who support law enforcement, who support common sense solutions. Well, you'll get that uh, if if the Democrats have muddied the waters really bad when it comes to elections. Right. You know, every state has different election laws and time periods and ballots and, you know, absentee ballots. And you, you, can, you can send in an extra ballot if you can do a handstand and all this and that. And what happens was you lose accountability in the in the voting process. Right. So I don't I don't know if it was stolen so much as it was muddied up so bad nobody knew whether it was good or bad. Well, yeah, it just the whole thing to me, it's about money. Go after the money. Put them on the run because I'm going to tell you, if these guys are fighting judgments and fighting that, then that means they're not suing us. They're not coming after us. And these attorneys that want to represent them. If they if they know there's other things out there, they're going to start asking them for money up front before they come out and sue the city. Yeah. And uh, we got to start filing charges on these people. I don't know whatever happened, and I hear that it's still there. And I this is a question I need to ask uh, some of our local people, Dana Wingert, or you know, uh, do we not have a disorderly conduct charge? Is there not a on no, the books? Still- there's still a disorderly conduct. But charge. you know, when we were there, disorderly conduct, you start, you stand there and start swearing. You can shut yeah, up. Yeah. Now going. they they decided that was a violation of your rights because of uh, freedom of speech. So now disorderly conduct would act, would involve fights. You know. Or well, when when I'm like yeah, unfortunately, we need to get back to some of that because you know, back in the day, granted, you didn't have that. You didn't have officers getting bricks thrown at them and in that. And you know we. I would like to see our, our people get a little more aggressive with police. Well, most criminals, uh, you know, feared the police, and it was a good fear because that meant the the thought of incarceration uh, prevented them from getting too extravagant in their illegal activity. Well, now there's no consequences. Back in the day when you yeah. go to jail for being calling a guy a dude. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. You know, but you, <laughs> you know, know. Back, back in the back, you know, and I don't know if we're ever going to get back to back in the day, but we can certainly. Uh, you know, address problems better than we are now. Well, like that incident down at Ivy on the south side. Yeah. We had a squad car. We had policemen in there. And it wasn't the policemen were scared to do, do anything. I think they were scared of the politicians getting support they're from scared, the, they're, yeah. they're, they're afraid of the accusations. Okay, uh, going back to low police morale right now. They're, they're afraid. Uh, and they should be afraid because they have no support. Okay. City halls abandoned them. 
the police chiefs, you know, don't know what to do because city hall's not contacting them. Uh, you know, you've got every, every time you do say something that is controversial, the media is going to climb down your throat. Uh, the federal DOJ system right now under Biden, they'll indict a cop in a heartbeat. And cops get indicted and have to claw their way out of the basement. That's where the politicians have put our, our law enforcement. Well, we need to, that's why we need to make a change. Down in Florida, they're doing a good job. Yeah. That governor's doing a good job. Yep. I don't fault Kim Reynolds up here. I think she's, I think she's doing her best. I think she's, uh, but you get a guy like that who says, you're not going to come down here. You're not going to intimidate our, our tourists. You're not going to block things. And he may lose a couple of quarters, but he's, he supports it. And, yeah, and yeah, Ron DeSantis, good man. The, the law enforcement down there, and we need that kind of support and here. we need blue dog Democrats to get out from where you're hiding. Moderate, so, moderate yeah, Democrats. Yeah, moderate. The they, Joe Mansions and yeah, get Get out and start voicing, you know, your patriotism and your support for law enforcement. Because your 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 silence is deafening. It's well, deafening. that's right. And we have elections coming up. And when you have those town hall meetings, these are the things that need police officers need to show up at those things. Yeah. Average citizens. And we need to be asking these questions. How do you support this? Or do you you know, we understand about farming and things like that, but let me tell you something. We need to our candidates also need to support law enforcement, support, you know, those things, especially these in uh, these city councils in these bigger cities. That's a challenge for some of those folks. You, you should. When I was on the Norwalk City Council, I did the people's work, and I wasn't worried about being reelected. And uh, that you don't get into politics for a career, and unfortunately, you can't say that about Congress. Yeah. They're all uh, both sides of the aisle. There's some people there crooked. They're more crooked than a dog's hind leg. Well, exactly. And they, you know, and the other thing too, like I said, we got to get off this. De- stop this defunding. I think that we've seen how that defund the police has worked in some of these cities. Now they're trying to put money back in it after crime surge, homicide rates go up. And you know what? Who that hurts? It's not hurting me out in, out in the suburbs. It's hurting people down in the inner city. The, the people who need police the most are the ones hurt most by these woke policies, by these liberal left-wing goofballs. You know, Karen, Karen out here, who she wants to go down and donate her time and then yeah. come back and do her, to her husband and her kids out in the suburbs. Throw out a few, oh my God. Oh, oh. <laughs> I just don't go along like, with that. Like Karen, you know, I Karen pound it, will you, honey? You know, <laughs> I get a kick out of these these liberals. They they chair the cause. They crusade for the people of color. Then they go back to their condos out by the Valley Stadium. Oh yeah, well <laughs> they feel your pain. They the, feel our pain. The, the, the white guilt. It's yeah, the white yeah, guilt. Yeah, Marillo. Oh, we. I understand what it's like to be a guy with a permanent tan and eat beans and tortillas. But I'm going out to Valley <laughs> yeah. West Mall. See ya. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it it just goes that way. Um, one of the things I want to talk about, and uh, I think it's time for another segment. Are you ready? Common sense. It's time. Simple solutions. I don't care if you like it or not. All right, let's do this. Okay, this segment, we talk about things that are just common sense to the everyday Joe, but sometimes politicians and whoever make them monumental. And one of the things I want to talk about today is a is a problem that's creeping up really quick and it's going to affect everybody in a way, and that's this chip shortage. Um, you know, most squad cars, most uh, departments have had the luxury over the years of uh, running miles up on the car and they get rid of them in a year or two uh, and they get brand new cars. Well, 
What I'm reading today, and this is what I found out, there's a huge chip shortage, if, as everybody knows. Uh, it's going to go on for anywhere from two to six years. There's some, there's some uh, talk between people, and it's going to affect everything. And not only is it going to affect the automobile industry, it's going to affect all industries, and they're going to compete for these chips. So now your smartphones, your smart homes, your refrigerators, anything with a chip. And what the police departments really need to do is start worrying about is, what are we going to do? We're not going to be able to trade our cars in and get rid of them. And now all of a sudden, we're going to keep running them until they break down. They can't answer calls. Uh, you know, it's going to be a real maintenance issue. And uh, I think we've got a, sh- a short-term solution for that. Yeah. The, you know, New York is starting to overhaul and rebuild their cars. And some of that's gone on in years past. But I just want to double-check with you, Roger. When you're talking about a chip shortage, you're not talking about Lay's. No, right. I'm not okay. talking about. I, I just let me, I, let, let me in. I'm going to get you to your to your secondary level of education here. I think you got there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a, there's a huge uh, microchip shortage across the country that's affecting so many facets of our lives right now. Be courtesy of COVID. I, I'm I'm in the market for a compact utility tractor right now, and I go into the showrooms, John Deere, Kubota. And there's nothing there. Well, the the intelligence uh, chief for uh, Intel. Uh, Pat Geislinger, I think I pronounced that right. He says uh, this is an un- the, it's unforeseen how long this is going to take. I'm hearing at least two years before we're back up to pre-COVID. And, the, and then it, then it's still got to get yeah go through the chain. Yeah, and, you know, here locally in Des Moines, if you look at any of the new car dealers' lots, it looks like old Mother Hubbard's covers. And to compound problems is that everything new they do have coming in is sold already. So the dealers they don't have anything out there for you to shop. You buy it unseen. It gets there. They call you. They prep it. You take delivery of it. Now the door. Well, I think the departments are running what three hundred thousand miles on these cars uh, and, and burning them. I I don't know. And this is a question I'd like to find out: is how many miles actually are you doing? Yeah, I'm not. I think average, and I could be off on this for, for Des Moines. I think you know. I know they do over a hundred now, and sometimes more. But the the cars are lasting longer than they used to. Uh, what what usually shells out on police cars because officers are hard on them is seats, uh, the fl- the carpet not the carpet the vinyl floor shocks yeah that, I mean, that kind of thing so that stuff can can be done but then uh, like on the police interceptors the Ford interceptors they have a different uh, undercarriage than your you know consumer right. Ford uh-huh. Explorer. So those parts are more expensive and sometimes they're harder to get a hold of. Well, I I know uh, there's some issues here. I think departments are going to have to think a little bit. I remember back in the day, maybe you remember this when there was a gas shortage. Yeah. And instead of driving the car, they would require you to sit, observe, you know, maybe go to an intersection, watch it, and do a little of that. I DPA. Can, yeah, D, DPA. DPA, Directed yeah, Patrol Activity. That's right. And I, I can see kind of going back that just to cut down the mileage on these cars because they're going to have to start thinking a little bit outside the box. Well, here, here, here's funny you say that. Here, they're already doing a little DPA. If, if they're not on a trip, they're parked. Because they don't want to go out and get involved and get indicted. So oh, they're relaxing. yeah. Trust <laughs> That's me. courtesy of the... Yeah, courtesy uh, of your liberal Dems. Well, you know? you, they got to get back into it. I, and there's there's officers out there, but I, I think this is a an easy fix. You know, I talked to a guy about fixing these cars. He thought, well, you know, if you put a new engine in it, if you put new seats in it, if you put new shocks, that he thought maybe around 15000 bucks. A new squad car is going to cost you what? 30, oh, 30 st- 40 bid right now, the 36 In the 30 so, yeah. so you save a little money. You only got to get them to go. So if we have to, if they have to, they can start doing these, and they can outsource this to, you know, here's new 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 business for somebody, getting yeah. the uh, police car overhaul business. Here's one for you, folks. I'm not going to mention the brand, okay? But here, here, here's the markup in things, okay? 
I know for a fact that through state bid, a government agency bought a skid loader that would normally retail for $81,000 for $57,000. And suffice it to say, the skid loader manufacturer still made money. So that's the kind of markup is in these well, things. Well, I, I, I think they, <laughs> I think they got to get them down. I know cars, they, they discount them down uh, for the for law enforcement. But, you know, we've got to start looking at what's going to affect that. Because not only is that going to happen, those chips are, are for uh, uh, squad cars. They're for radios. Everything. I mean, you didn't you – we were talking about a radio the other day. You had a radio. What, what was that handheld – costing you uh, $8,000. $8,000. Yeah, it's a digital radio. It's, it's part of the new state ISIC system. Uh, Iowa something or other. Government loves acronyms. Uh, it's interoperable radio. I'd, all all police agencies. I'd be scared down. to death. I'd leave it I on mean, the counter and, I, and this lose This thing it. never leaves my sight. Oh, my word. <laughs> well, I I just think this is – and we'll come up, uh, folks, with ideas, and, and maybe they merit, maybe they don't. But uh, we'll, we'll try to throw out an idea, a show, and um, a little food for thought. Make well, people think. Well, you know, here's, here's one thing, too, Raj. Um, I was on the uh, Metro uh, Waste Authority Board of Directors here locally in Des Moines when I was on the city council. And that agency could go out and just directly buy a, a skid loaders and dump trucks and things like that right. that were on sale or were demos. They didn't have to go through state bid. Folks... They'll save a ton of money doing that. You can save a boatload of money. So anyway, I want to talk about something else a little bit. We, we hit that, and I think uh, you brought this up. Uh, I want to talk about this incident uh, where the sheriff oh, came yeah. out and got in front of something like everybody should. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that incident. Yeah, a, uh, a, a sheriff's department here, and, I, and I, I have this video on my Facebook page, uh, had two deputies stop a car and most of the people in the car were very decent very nice folks minorities however, minorities yeah however one person in the back seat next to a like two three month old baby was a, a diablo he was a career criminal uh and he got out with a with a like an ak ar type weapon Automatic. and began shooting at these deputies and then they shot back one of the deputies was hit the suspect was hit, but the suspect kept being the aggressor. So, like the long story short, the suspect got around uh, the back of the patrol vehicle and, and KO'd one of the deputies in the head with this now empty weapon. But it was gave him a Yeah, started beating him on the head. Well, the other deputy uh, got to a position where he was able to shoot this guy, and he shot him five or six times and killed him. Well, okay, and, he, and, yeah. and I'm glad he killed him because this guy's vicious. If you shoot at a cop, you'll shoot at anybody. But the sheriff got out in front, and he laid it all out. He didn't sugarcoat it, didn't mix words. He just told it like it is. He talked reality. And because he did that, everybody understands what happened. And how do you complain about fact? Well, we've seen this happen time and time. We saw it in St. Louis. Now, there's still going to always be that group of people. And we know who they are that show up at these things, make it racist because they're smelling cash. Yeah. They're smelling a payday. Everything. It's the new yeah. lottery. You know, my yeah. my my criminal brother got killed doing crime, so I see a payday here. So I, in comes the Al Sharptons, in comes Jesse and whoever else, the, the these law, and they're going to file lawsuits, and they're going to try to create a narrative. And they're hoping that that sheriff 
does what they did like in St. Louis. They went in, they closed the drapes, they held the door, and they don't, we're having an investigation, they don't put anything. Well, that leaves that void for these people to put their narrative out there and get everybody and start the riots and get them all ginned up. When you come out like that guy did and you and you say, here's what happened. Now, like I said, it doesn't matter. They'll still come out. They had that 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 gal that was pulled that knife on that other gal, two minorities down in yeah. St. Louis. Yeah. Officer shot him. It was clear. It was clear as a bell that he saved that other girl's life, and they still tried to to villainize him and, and you do know. Something. And he, here's here's a, a, a something that a lot of people you know aren't correctly informed of by the mainstream media, and that is contrary to popular belief, police officers are not racist. Okay, I was I was with the Des Moines Police Department, like I say, for over thirty four years, and I can count on two fingers the number of officers who were blatantly racist in the department canned them. Okay, they got right. rid of them. Uh, the, uh, anybody who thinks that officers profile people and drive around looking for Mexicans or blacks or Italians or Asians to mess with, you're living in another t- planet because that's an invitation to get fired if you engage in that type of unprofessional activity. Well, I think that, that you know, at the end of the day, and kind of like I said, it's become a new cash cow. It's become a new uh, financial deal. And when you can throw, he's racist, and, and and it's paid off for some of these people. They've got a lot of money when they shouldn't have got a dime. Well, and and, it's, it's and, a, it's and a, we've a, seen how much the, these organizations have invested back a, in the a, communities. It's an atmosphere created over decades by the by the liberals. They it, it, there's a, it's a cash cow for them. Well, you know, you know we got to start standing up to them. We got to start supporting our people. You know, you can hire, and, and you can go out and hire a hundred people, and you're always going to have one or two bad apples. I don't care what industry, what business you're in, you're going. But that doesn't mean the whole thing's bad. Well, you know? and and in police work, less than one half of one percent of all police officers across the country annually run afoul of the law. Do you know what kind of batting average that is, folks? Well, that's like the shooting. What's the shoot? The shooting numbers are, are you know, they would think. Have you believe that that uh, these shootings are? I mean, it's a very, very small percentage. A lot more white people yeah. get killed than black people. <laughs> a lot of a lot. But you going back to these these shootings, these deputies were involved in. Uh, I want to remind everybody that our illustrious president said during the campaign, and the scary thing is, he believes this crap. He would prefer that those deputies who are under fire return fire and just shoot for the suspect's legs. He said that on the campaign trail. Well, that's the problem. You have politicians. He's a moron. You have politicians out there trying to talk to people about things they know nothing about. No, he's, They're unqualified. Any, anybody who says uh, thinks that police officers, when they're under fire, should return fire and only hit the suspect in the legs is a moron. Well, I, and I'll tell you this. It's just like the mayor. I don't want to hear from a mayor or a councilman. I want to hear from a police chief. The oh, mayor's not yeah. qualified. We, we've seen that up in Minneapolis. I don't know if we've seen it in Des Moines. Uh, I want to hear from Dana Winger. I don't want to hear from county. He's not qualified to do it. He doesn't have any training in it. And he's he's basically political. And he's going to go. And, and you know, these guys kowtow to what? Less than one percent of the population, they make the decisions on that. Well, and and what what doesn't happen here too, as much as I'd like to see. And that's it not happen. a slam on Dana, by the no, way. No, no, that's what, a slam what, on county. When we're criticizing, here's what's not happening locally and nationally. They've been silent too. That's the police unions and associations need to get right up onto that podium and talk about what really happened too. I used to do that, and the media loves it, the citizenry loves it, and it's not being done anymore. 
And if you don't want to do it for fear of political retaliation, hire a consultant to have them do it. But get your message out there quickly and accurately because the people we work for want to know. They don't want to hear some blowhard politician. Well, we're going to try to do a little bit. We're going to do the best we can with this program. Yep. You know, it's about getting out there. So the more people that tell more people to listen to us uh, and we'll do our marketing, we'll do what we can. Uh, we're here because at the end of the day, from a citizen standpoint, from a taxpayer standpoint, it makes 110% sense to support your law enforcement, support your officers, support good politicians, and call out the bad ones and the and the weak need, you know, like I said, and kick them in the ass. Yeah. Get rid of them. Yeah. Nope. Uh, you know, you know, call what it recalls. What we're seeing that in California. Yeah. Right? I I hope Gavin Newsom gets recalled. I I I I hope so. I, I that remains to be seen. But this guy's an idiot. Yeah. Well, I I I I have to agree. Well, here's what I want to say. This has been a great, great start. I think we, we're going to improve this show uh, through the folks who've been listening to us. Uh, hopefully you agree with what we did. And if you didn't, I understand that too. Hopefully we, we have some liberal, weak need people who are some Karens <laughs> that we pissed off and, they, they, and they'll send Dave some hate mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> send it all to Dave. We, we, yeah. love, we love the hate mail, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to do this every week and we love your input. Um, I want to give a shout out to my mom. I told her I'd do that because uh, she's having a tough time phys- uh, physically. Bless her and and uh, she's down in Texas. But the nice thing about being online is you can listen to us anywhere in the world. Yep. We're yep. in the World Wide Web, and that's what we are. Uh, just uh, a couple comments that we're going to, in the near future, be expanding the show. We're going to try to uh, not only cover law enforcement in the state of Iowa, uh, and, you know, we'll talk to sheriffs, talk to deputies. You know, Kevin up here at Polk County, we'll be visiting with him. We'll get, we're going to get Dana on the show. Um, but we're going to talk to uh, some other departments around the U.S. Uh, where they got some real problems. Yeah. You know, you talk about uh, Portland. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. Uh, how, St. Louis. How bad are those people? Yeah, Minneapolis. I mean, be, be glad. I, I wouldn't live there. Yeah. Or, yeah I, San Francisco. You, you want to go? Well, now, arm, Dave, I'm going to. There's an arm pit. <laughs> yeah. Good. I mean, there's just there's just problems yeah. out there, but we're going to try to do that in the show. And uh, and uh, any thoughts you folks have, any ideas, anything you want to discuss, anything you want to ask us, shoot us an Again, email. Yeah, shoot us an email. Let us know. Uh, you know, we're we're the voice for reason, the voice for common sense. You know, we're trying to help do what we can to get America back on track and get us out of this divided we're, social. Mess. We're going to do our part. Remember, coptalkusa.com. That's where you want to listen to it. Uh, every Wednesday, uh, we put a new series up. 1-800-431-7074. 1-800-431-7074. Thanks again. It's been great. Dave, hey, great show, buddy. Right, man. I appreciate it. I'll see you next week. Right, bye-bye. You've been listening to Cop Talk USA with your hosts, Marillo and French.